Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with another recap episode. Episodes uh, 674 up through 698 are covered in this episode number 700. So I'm on my way to 1,000. 700 is a lot, but not done. I always appreciate your good ideas for episodes, and I've had some great guests over these hundreds of episodes, so uh, uh, keep them coming. Thanks, sponsors. Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huntington Scott Auctions, Upper Deck, Panini, and Tops. So starting off five weeks ago, I guess, uh, 674 was the episode, second part of Ryan, who is the founder and brains behind Gemrate. I really enjoyed uh, visiting with Ryan and uh, he's got the hobby and tech and all along there's been technology in our industry and it's good to have sharp people that care about our industry that are make progress in the way we can enjoy our hobby in the 21st century. So that was great. I'm a fan. I'm a subscriber or whatever to Gemrate. I think it's wonderful that Ryan's making that available and I enjoy getting it. 675 was the other recap. Don't do that. 676 outtakes from Off Centered, which is Brad Jared and, and uh, Dustin Cooley's show. That's just fun. I've been on uh, back and forth with Dustin on his show, Personal Finance Dad and Brad. I, I met him when he came to the content creator dinner we had uh, this summer past summer, a long time ago now, but they just made it fun. They, they just, there's good content in there, but as a video show, you can see they're having fun. 77 was uh, my discussion with Ted Barker, a longtime uh, industry veteran at Beckett Media, doing the summits and many other things. Ted's worn so many different hats, but since he's worn so many hats, we had a really interesting discussion of some of the things that fanatics might do. And we're hearing uh, more and more from the powers that be within Fanatics, but we're eager to see how that unfolds, and Ted and I enjoyed that. Before I get to 678, I, I actually put in some videos uh, of my card wall. I had done some last time, and I just do them uh, one panel at a time, which is eight cards, plus the consideration of some others within that alphabetical order that might come into play that I chose or didn't ch choose, or I'm waiting for, because I'm still waiting for a big submission from BGS that will have a whole bunch of cards that will slot into the alphabetical order of the card wall. So I'm doing it that way. It's going to take a while, but it's actually partly showing you my thought process, but also showing me my thought process. I'm realizing that I need to evolve the wall. Uh, the current wall is six or seven years old with a few changes. And so if you want to see those videos, they're on YouTube on my channel, which is just Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights channel on YouTube. Not a lot of traffic there because I'm mainly an audio podcast guy. But uh, And my pod page uh, website, I can post the videos there. But I can't post the videos to my podcast because... It's an audio podcast, so it doesn't have a video. It'd have to be a separate thing. So for now, it's just on YouTube. Hope you enjoy it if you're interested in those kind of things. Anyway, 678, I called it Aftermath because some of these episodes when I'm on, and John Newman had a great idea for his Breaking Cardboard monthly show, invited five young, serious, and precocious collectors that I've uh, seen before and had some of them on, most of them. Uh, great idea to just have cute. I think he was the dad and I was the grandpa. Usually in these, I do outtakes, but I, I did listen back to the episode and realized that most of what was going on when these uh, young collectors were talking was provoking in me some ideas that we didn't really have time to get to. So I called it Aftermath because this, these are my thoughts 
after listening from these young preteen, for the most part, young men that made me think about things in a different way. So I think it's good to talk to people that don't have your same exact uh, demographic. And they certainly don't, as I said, two generations older than them. 679 was a dueling questions with uh, Dustin Cooley, personal finance dad. This is, I think, the one where I didn't really catch him because I think he's a really solid guy, but I... I think this is the one where I asked him what would happen if you had a friend that had a significant inheritance and he wanted to put it all into sports cards and how you would advise him. And the person had a mortgage, <laughs> owed money on their house. Even if it's a low interest mortgage, to me, it's better to play in with cards, even if it's an alternative investment without borrowing money to do that. 680 was the interview with John Bellow, deserves more credit than he receives for helping to build our industry, certainly the football side of it. And uh, so we got to hear from him. Uh, I enjoyed that. Thanks. 681 was an episode I slipped in when I got this news that Tom Brady retired. I think he's permanently retired. He's old enough to be retired, at least from football. So it wasn't a shock, but the effect on his cards, he's not going to be breaking any more records. And there are no sure thing as to what could happen. We just don't know. So I'm not one to say that I'm going to be bullish on Tom Brady, regardless of how high his cards get. There's always this consideration of if something gets to a high price, then it might make other things look cheap, or it might make Brady's cards look too expensive. 682 was the box battle. Upper Deck sent me a couple boxes. One was wrestling, one was hockey. I was completely caught off guard as I went through these boxes. A very unusual episode. My take wasn't the opposite of Mike Summer, but the Wax Pack Hero podcast that I enjoy that Mike Summer does. He had a box of the wrestling and a completely different experience. 683 were Dallas Card Show distinctives. Brad and Bethune and, and Rich Klein were over here. And we talked about why the Dallas Card Show has been so successful in these pandemic times. And that was fun. We did that in person. 684 were outtakes from Hobby Hotline earlier the month before about processing bad news. We just dealt with it a little bit. Obviously, if there's bad news in the hobby, which there had been in that period of time during that live show, there's a lot more good news out there. I think sometimes the the national media wants to dwell on bad news in the hobby and us content creators. I hope we're focusing more on the good news. We don't want to ignore the bad news, but we want to say, hey, let's learn from that. Let's get rid of the bad guys. And let's continue to make great memories and great stories. 685, the rest of the interview with John Bellow, where Bill Chandler was very helpful in that. I think my primary connections with Bill and maybe John Bellow, too, was not so much in their New York Park Avenue offices as much as Hawaii. Being out there for some of those events, and especially Bill's Pro Bowl, which was a fabulous vacation. 686, the final part of Ryan Staczynski. Uh, Again, Ryan, keep up the good work. Uh, There were three parts to that. 687 was my Valentine's twist on what I'm considering is Josh Luber's love letter to the hobby. He's telling people, collectors, how he's going. The one thing that came up in that that you may want to listen to is that I'm potentially refuting or at least calling into question the theory that when two people bid up a card to a new record price, then the next time the card comes up for sale, there's only I, I don't think that's always true. Sometimes the publicity from the, the back and forth and the high price brings in some additional bidders. There's a lot of deep-pocketed bidders out there, and if they see something and it sounds interesting to them, they're ready, willing, and able to bid something up. So otherwise, if it were true, the conventional wisdom is that a card would peak and then it would start going down as people satisfied uh, their itch. If it was numbered to 10... Well, obviously, there's only 10 of them, but after one sells, the second would sell for less, the third one would sell for even less. It's not what we see happening. 
688 with seven listener questions, the fourth version. They're pretty eclectic. 689 was my first interview with Jay Baker. Fabulous 26-year run of assembling a, a kind of mini museum, and it's actually in the museum in Naples, the Yankee Big Five. Of But he's the ex-Coles CEO, so he had a, a significant position and significant wealth. The thing I loved about it, this was his wife's suggestion that you need a hobby <laughs> at an age where probably... I think it's uh, prolongs your life to have a great hobby, to have something besides work. So uh, hats off to Jay. Thanks for sharing your collection and uh, really enjoyed uh, another baseball fan. 690 was the Pro Football Hall of Fame, a class of 2022. Again, pretty underwhelming, but the sports card insight there is that I, what I've seen is that already people are thinking about next year. You already know who's going to be considered next year. And if you wait till they're inducted, the price has already gone up. So I, I saw some interest on the people that weren't, and that might be something for you to consider. 691 was the NBA trade deadline that had been that week, and how I had my take on James Harden for Ben Simmons plus others. And I could be wrong. If James Harden and Joel Embiid go all the way this year, then that's a great trade for the Sixers. I'm, I'm not so sure about that. And same thing with the Mavs. There were several trades there, but uh, Przingis, he doesn't seem to be missed. And I've realized that if somebody's 60% of the time and the other time he's not, then you almost have to discount his statistics because over the course of the season, you were getting 12 points out of him and that's replaceable. 692 was the another hobby hotline outtakes on the eBay authentication. I'm not sold on that. I can see that eBay's trying to promote that. There's some branding aspect, but it's adding some friction. Another step, another another trip through the mail. And then I was talking to Jeremy Lee about this uh, trade safe uh, escrow service. So I think people are thinking about this, that there needs to be increased safety in transactions if it's peer-to-peer or something involving eBay. Again, I'm trying not to deal in that space but the EB authentication, I'm, I'm going to watch that with interest. 693 was the seven listener questions. Uh, the, another, I just had more than I could do. And I, I want to give them some time, but not too much time, but but certainly not be superficial. 694, the end of the Jay interview. Again, he was cert- he worth more than two episodes, but two episodes is what I put it into. We, we had a longer chat and this was edited in that. 695 was Hobby Hotline Dynamics. What's going on behind the scenes with Hobby Hotline? And I really came out of that with an appreciation for Brad and the other guys that do some of the engineering, the, the quarterbacking. That's not my skill at this point. And, and Rich and I, Rich has been, is on a lot and calls in and just being, not having to work the switchboard, just being able to speak when spoken to has been good. 696 was John Keating been on many times. I've been on his show. Enjoy his That 70s Card Show. So this came about when he was asking me some questions. Plus, uh, I listened to his episodes. And one of his episodes was about the Pepsi uh, glove discs uh, put out by Mike Schechter, uh, MSA, Mike Schechter Associates. And I knew Mike, and I haven't seen him in a long time, but again, a real interesting part of the hobby. And so we got to bat that around a little bit. 697 was the marketing to kids, which is Kevin O'Keefe's passion as a third grade teacher in his second career. And he is thinking about that a lot. And I want to honor that. I, I think he's right. We need to be sure that we're making this hobby appealing and approachable uh, for kids. He thinks it's 7 to 11. I think it's 7 to 12, but whatever. We don't want to turn anybody away. And then finally, 698 was hockey dueling questions with Ken Capel. Ken uh, volunteered. He said, if you ever want to do any hockey dueling questions, I've got a few. That was just the challenge I needed. And one of his first questions, I think, was, which had not been asked before, was just the early days 
before the Beckett Hockey Monthly came out, what was some of that thought process? So if you're interested in that, again, <laughs> go to the episode. I'm just giving you a little capsule of that was talked about, among other things. Hey, Ken had some other great questions. Enjoy that. And then finally, what I posted that, I think that same day, I posted the eight more videos of the card wall that, that covered the B, Bs and Cs. And one of the things I'm not doing, I'm not promoting them very much. They're on YouTube, but again, not highly trafficked. And they're on my pod page website, as I've said, but pushing them because the episode, which I'm numbering them in the thousands, but 1014, that video is Willie Brown to, to Nick Bonacani. Kobe Bryant's in there. And so I don't make a big deal about that, but there are a bunch of nice Kobe Bryants that I show why I uh, considered one as opposed to another and how I'm, how I'm moving that. And then 1018, that video, it says Jack Clark to Mickey Cochran, but if you'll, <laughs> Roberto Clemente's in there. So I gave some of my thought process of why I chose. I've got some great Clemente stuff, but I'm really trying to limit it to one that I want to do something that people either haven't seen or that uh, evokes a story. So thanks, everybody. I enjoyed the last four weeks and moving on into the next four weeks. And I'll see you tomorrow with another episode. The